Hello Explorers and welcome to episode 29 and boy let me tell you it's good to be home. As always I'm joined by the lovely Taylor all the way from Canada and as Hello ever we have chat himself Jimmy from Kansas. Yo. So we with you Taylor, how's your week been? Uh, I've had a really busy week. I have been reading a lot of The High Republic as you guys know. I finished Tempest Runner finally, the audio drama which I kind of expected a little bit more out of but regardless. I drove one of my friends and one of our listeners to the airport from uh, that he's flying from Vancouver to London. So, David, I already miss you. And it's weird that you're not at work anymore. Um, and then I met some of our other listeners just in a parking lot. And they're like, hey, hey, like, I see, like, do you have any cards? And I'm like, I literally just gave my whole handful of cards to David to take to London. <laughs> like, oh no. <laughs> so I gave him some stickers instead. So it was nice seeing you guys. So crazy, crazy week. What about you, Jimmy? <laughs> uh, it's been good. Uh, High Republic obviously started off with the Eye of Darkness. That has been, that has not disappointed. I'm about <sighs> 150, 150 pages in. So, oh my gosh. Uh, really good. Awesome. I think Marshawn Rowe is panning out to be one of the biggest, baddest dudes um, that Star Wars has had. So that's great. And <laughs> my sister came in. My sister flew in on Thursday uh, for the holiday. So it's great to have uh, Hank the Tank's uh, favorite aunt in the house. Um, so that's been cool. But yeah, it's been a good week. We've got two days of school next week. Then we're off for uh, American Thanksgiving. So Right. <laughs> <laughs> how about you jack how was your week how's it been being back home oh it's been absolutely fantastic i'm just going to forget about the flight and what happened with the flight and how long mm. it took that was absolutely emotional but it's nice <laughs> to be back home with the family uh, i've tried so hard to get back into the high republic and do the path of vengeance and every time i put the audible audible book on i just keep falling asleep and i don't know if it's just how softly spoken it is but i think i'm just gonna have to get the book and just put oh, paper yeah, in yeah, front I... of me the books definitely. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't get past chapter six with it, and I just uh, yeah, it's killing me off. But yeah, apart from that, it is um, really good to be back home. Had a had a week's leave, uh, and yeah, just enjoy my time. It should back give home. you the rest of the year off after all the crap you went through. Oh yeah. mate, don't let that, don't let don't let the lads hear you say that. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Cool, so... As always then, let's have a look and listen then to any Force Encounters that we've got this week. And we'll start off with you, Jimmy. Alright, so like I said, one of my Force Encounters was getting the High, you know, the high Republic Phase 3 started. Pretty excited about that. Um, and, I, and I had forgotten to finish the Blade comic. And yeah. I did it just before I started reading it. Well, actually, that's not true. I read a character's name. I'm like, man, that character's name sounds familiar. I went back and I read the blade, and they connect. And then, of course, you've got the blade running around doing things. But I also <laughs> learned today that the real path to the dark side is being a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Because I'm telling you that <laughs> anger, frustration, rage. Uh, 
tears. There was I had, tears. <laughs> I have not been, and I didn't expect a ton, but man, being a Pittsburgh Steelers fan is a direct path to the dark side. Look the way they've been. <laughs> Be wary, yeah, that's been my, my force encounters. <laughs> Taylor, I, hopefully you have one that's not leading you to the dark side. <laughs> Actually, no, opposite. I, um, Oh, well, today we went out to Toy Traders, which is the massive, um, like, toy store that has a, a whole section of Star Wars stuff and all the Star Wars comics. So it's funny that you said the blade, because I picked up the blade today. Oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> I picked up the, the whole volume. Yeah, I picked up the whole volume. Yeah. And I'm going to go through it because Jimmy told me that I absolutely have to. And I also got the Shadow of Starlight, first comic, first edition. Yeah. Um, and then on the way home, I stopped at the pet store and I picked up two black angelfish with like red eyes and they're so cool. And I'm going to get them Sith names. So if anybody has any like favorite Sith, I'm like, what about my husband's like, don't even ask me, just name them whatever you want to name them. So <laughs> big force encounter this week. <laughs> Lots of stuff today. Just today. <laughs> nice. I love the blade as well. The blade's absolutely quality. Yeah, you told me to read that like I'm months ago and I didn't. So now that Jimmy's told me, yeah, I'm going to listen or I'm going to read it now. <laughs> I'm worried about the, uh, they have a new series coming out called The Broken Blade. And I'm kind of concerned about <gasps> that because I've been, he's in the book and I'm like, oh, uh, nothing going to happen. Like, ah, so uh, yeah. yeah. But Jack, Force Encounters, you you have a good one, I think. Um. Oh gosh, I can't remember what it was now. No, you uh, said it was so good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, I did. I did. I did have one, but it's completely gone from me. I can't. I can't remember. I'll have to, I'll have to post it out on, on on the socials if I remember it. Um, yeah, because I've just been because I've been travelling that much and suffering with jet lag and that it's just killing me off. Um, You're the one that's yeah. talking like a dork this week. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I was watching uh, Star Wars: A New Hope on the plane back. Uh, oh, it's proper, proper old school version as well um, but yeah now apart from that that's pretty much it <laughs> cool right we're going to move into a, a new segment of the show where we welcome our new explorers uh, that are joining us on our Facebook um, pages Instagram Twitters uh, so this week we've got some amazing people that have joined us on our Gaze Eccentric ship yeah uh, apologies <laughs> if I absolutely butcher your names want to give it the best shot so we've got Jacob Varan. Connis, I think it is, uh, Maria Laffery, Calorin Schenk, and Adrian Hill. Welcome aboard. Welcome, guys. <laughs> Welcome cool. aboard. Weapons nice and you blasters permitted. Safety on, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Happy days. Right, let's head over now to Batu then and see what news we've got coming in. On November 8th, 2003, in case you're listening to this from the future, SAG-AFRA negotiators approved the latest proposal presented to them by Hollywood Studios, ending the longest actor strike on record at 118 days long. This means that though Andor had only two weeks left of filming, it's possible that more weeks could be added. At this time, there is no word on when Andor will resume filming, the second release window has altered with the series releasing later this year, or sorry, the series 
releasing later in the year or even early 2025. Also, the fourth season of The Mandalorian was slated to begin production in late September September, uh, with the series creator Jon Favreau sharing earlier this year that he had already finished the scripts for the fourth season of The Mandalorian. And Skeleton Crew wrapped filming in January of this year and The Acolyte finished in May. The former was originally slated for release this year. However, again, both were delayed due to the strikes. There are rumors of the Acolyte being released in January, but that seems unlikely due to the lack of marketing at the moment. Nobody really knows when it will release. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it makes sense because there has been nothing come out, yeah. right? Lots, lots so. of big news. So obviously, I know a few people are asking, what does it all mean? So essentially, mm. the news they've put together now, all we've put together is essentially what it means for Star Wars, all these strikes. And as you can see what Taylor just said there, loads of delays, loads of mm. stuff getting pegged back further and further. It's killing me about the Acolyte. However, one thing's for sure, it's going to be a jam-packed year, hopefully, uh, yes. of Star Wars. However, I'm going to pose this question to you, Jimmy. There we've got Andor Season 2, we've got Skeleton Crew, Acolyte, and Season 4 Mando. Is that a good thing that we're going to get four lots of shows at once uh, next year, or would you <clears> prefer it to be spaced out more? Well, I also think Bad Batch Season 2 is probably getting ready to come out as well. So Good shout. I three, think right? that we'll get... Because I mean, we got we got Mando Season 3 and Bad Batch yeah. Season 2 at the same time. That was a lot. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't mind. I wish it were different days. I don't know. Yeah. I know that people are like, oh, Star Wars fatigue and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I mean, I'll watch it. You know, we'll mean. watch it. We'll <laughs> review it. We'll do what we got to do. But, I mean, I think three shows... Um, three shows in a year probably pretty good. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm. Well, you yeah, I mean, I'm gonna take it. I'm not gonna be mad about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, first of all, I don't get Star Wars fatigue. Uh, I get like opposite. Yeah, I don't. So that's why I have like a whole shelf of books and a whole audio, but like audible thing, like full of every single book out there. Um, but that that I do think that having that many would be probably too much. And I don't want to say like too much. I'm just saying like, like how are we going to, how are we keeping track of all this? And are they going to be overlapping each other? And I know we know that Disney plus likes to rotate between like the big Marvel shows and the star Wars shows. So yeah. we got to, ha- we have to look at what Marvel has coming out to, to kind of yeah. see where the puzzle fits. That's how I'm going to look well, at it. But one movie I, coming out this year. So yeah, and Marvel and you know what? I didn't I didn't theme. actually really like that the Bad Batch came out at the exact same time as Mando season three because honestly, like I can't get my husband to stay on the couch longer than one show. So it's like, okay, today's Thursday, we're watching Mando and the animated show after, and it just wouldn't work that way. So I missed out on watching um, the Bad Batch when everybody else is watching it. So I, I watched it later. So I don't know. Just don't squish everything together. Space it out. Let us savor it. I think right. they'll spread it out. I mean, it'd be silly not to because, I yeah. mean, I'm sure they've got a back catalog of things, but, I mean, it takes time to produce all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, and a lot of the same schedule, people work on the same stuff, too. So Yeah. Until we get a schedule, I'm not going to worry about it too much. We'll see what Even happens. then, because nobody sticks to the damn schedule. <laughs> no, it doesn't seem like it. <laughs> Fingers is what you've got to think about. You've got TV programs. We've got games coming out next year. We've got mm-hmm. books coming out. Possibly more movies coming out. I don't yeah. get Star Wars fatigue, but 
there will be a point where they're going to chuck so much out and they're going to run out of things, I think. Yeah, Ooh. I do know that I don't get Star Wars fatigue, but I have, it has eaten <laughs> to, like, I haven't watched, like, the last, I haven't watched Loki season two. There's a couple, yeah, neither me, neither you know, I. I usually watch those shows and stuff like that, but, yeah. you know, I've been focused on other things. So, I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. Star Wars is my first love. I I think Marvel just kind of fills that gap until Star Wars has something yeah. else for us, but. Um, yeah, true. I don't know. We'll it's see. So I, I'm very curious. I knew as soon as we talked about this last week, I think too, is like, as soon as that writer strike was over, I guess I expected more news already. Like I thought we'd have a yeah. slate like, Hey, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. But, um, people seem to be afraid to make decisions, which I don't understand. They get paid a lot of money to make choices and they're not exactly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know. Um, we also we got some news with the gaming. Uh, unfortunate news comes out from a reputable industry leader, Jeff Grubb, who says basically the Knights of the Old Republic remake is not going to happen. It's done. Ah, um, as far as he's heck? concerned, um, Sony doesn't have anything that won't have anything to do with it. Disney, Disney or Sony needs to step in and make it happen. But I mean, I'm assuming Sony has other things going on. Yeah. Mm. So we'll see. Um, I think they've kind of washed their hands with it. Yeah, it's unfortunate because I know lots of, I mean, when that was announced, or was it ever officially announced, or was it just No, I don't think it was. I think it was just people talking about it and speculation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it's disappointing. I've never played. I mean, it's kind of at the age where I was, I mean, I was in the Army and things like that when I think that stuff came out. But um, I was looking forward to it coming out for the PlayStation 5 and ripping through it. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know, we'll see. Yeah, it had been a, uh, a fantastic game. Also, <laughs> after months of speculation over who may play Mr. Reed uh, Richards, a.k.a. Mr. Fantastic, in the Marvel Studios film Fantastic Four, the wait might finally be over. Whilst the deal's far from done, there are some dirty, dirty rumours that Pedro Pascal <laughs> is in the talks to play the leader of the iconic superhero team leader. So, what could that mean then for Mandalorian Season 4? That's what we're going to be talking about in about five minutes and brings us to the end of our news. Okay, awesome. So the first thing then we are going to be talking about is like we just mentioned uh, in the news previously, rumours about the departure or essentially Pedro Pascal taking over as uh, Reed Richards in the upcoming Fantastic Four film. So what does that mean for Star Wars or The Mandalorian? Again, I'm just going to stress these are just rumours at the minute. Nothing's been confirmed whatsoever. Uh, we'll start with you, Taylor. What do you think? Is this going to be good? Is it going to be bad? And are you actually bothered? Um, I don't know. I guess I feel like I should be more bothered. But it, it, it wouldn't be surprising to me if Pedro picked the Marvel movie over Mandalorian TV show because... He's an actor, and he, what are you going to choose? The one where your face is completely covered for the entire series, or the one where you get like full face, like you're you're the head of the the movie, right? Because he's the yeah. leader of the Fantastic Four, whatever. But it was kind of like that with um, the Last of Us last year, right? Like we had the Last of Us coming out at the same time that we had Mandalorian pretty much coming out. Which, by the way, I loved the Last of Us, but. Pedro already started pushing away from the Mandalorian for that show yeah. that the last of us show. 
And and we've already kind of chatted, chatted about it being like it's called the Mandalorian, so we don't know. It might not even be about Din, right? It could be about Grogu. It could be about just a Mandalorian in general. I don't know. There's rumors that Katie Sackhoff is coming back. She's a pretty decent Mandalorian. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not upset by it. So no. Uh, and I mean, Jimmy, we were just talking about it um, off air, uh, and Jimmy brought up a valid point, but just to move on to you, Jimmy. Um, that's a good point, what you, what you brought out there, Taylor, as well. Um, and I think uh, with The Last of Us as well, we've got season two coming out, mm. uh, or being being made, coming out, recorded, whatever, filmed. Yeah. Um, so again, he's in for a busy year next year if this is going to be the case. Yeah. What do you think, Jimmy? Well, I'm going to say something controversial. I don't <laughs> think he's a very good actor, and I don't understand the hype. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think, like, with, okay, so I get it. Like, I think he deserves the accolades, but, you know, The Mandalorian, I think they missed the mark. When you have the greatest cowboy in American, you know, American movie history, you have his grandson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it's a Western. I and I was concerned. I thought, well, maybe they could switch it. But then, of course, they show his face as a pilot in the Ahsoka series. So that kind of takes him out of becoming a Mandalorian. Um, I'm not really bothered by it. He wasn't, in my opinion, Pedro. I, I would bet money that he was never even in the, the suit at all in season three. Mm, so... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's basically just a voice actor now. Um, and then yeah. again, I don't think he's right for Reed Richards. You know, yeah. there's other castings. I think. No, I mean that guy's. He's supposed to become the the new Iron Man. Like he's going to be the leader of, um, you know, things moving the forward. Avengers? The rumors, mm-hmm. yeah, like the Avengers and all that kind of stuff. Like they're bringing everything together. And but, why would um, they make Fantastic Four the head of the Avengers? Wasn't that like the least? Well, because Reed Richards Marvel is like the show? smartest. Because but Reed Richards is like if if you read it, he's like smarter than anybody. Like he's yeah. like the yeah. smartest guy, and though he leads things. Um, but yeah, is it gonna I, be like Spider Man again? How there's like three of the same damn thing remade like three times. Well, I Anyways. don't know. This would be the third remake of the fi- of the Fantastic Four when it comes out. It'll be the third one they've done in recent history. <laughs> but um, I'm sure they'll scrap the other two. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't bother me at all. Again. Um, I think that, I mean, you could probably get a voice actor who sounds just like Pedro and we would never know the yeah. difference. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in all <laughs> no. seriousness, because my thing is, and I don't want to drag this out, but people, I think if you kill often, like, cause like, all right, we're done with him. We're moving on to like the Mandalorian. Like it's not him. Like that relationship between Grogu and Din is very important to Star Wars fans. I mean, I myself, like when we're talking about mm. the kind of, I'm like, well, what would they do with Grogu if, Let's just say yeah. Pedro doesn't want to come back. You know, he's just not going to talk anymore. They're going to find a voice actor that sounds like him. Um, because if you kill that relationship in The Mandalorian, I don't think people would be very happy. Like, yeah, it's like the daddy and son, and, Lone Wolf and Pug. Yeah, I mean, I think someone else can be The Mandalorian, Katie Sackhoff, whatever. You're going to have Sabine back in, in, the, in the play. Yeah, But yeah. I don't think that... Yeah. Um, they can actually, like, they kind of got themselves in a corner. They can't really write them off because of that relationship. I say they just find a voice actor and move on. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, some really good points. Um, I agree as well with Jimmy about um, about some of the things you said. He's an, he's an okay actor, but again, I agree with Jimmy in the fact that I don't I don't get the heart behind him massively either. He was good in The Last of Us. Um, yeah, he was great in that. But, but like, yeah, I mean, like most things. Yeah, but like you said, you know, he, he wasn't even in the armor. I think for season three because he had we had obviously Brendan Wayne and Latif Crowder. His uh, stunt body double was doing a fantastic job as it is. Um, yeah, and I think like Taylor said, if he's one of those actors where where he likes his face to be seen, which is fair enough, whatever. That's well, probably why you're an actor. Then going forward, the Mandalorian ain't going to be for you. Like you said there, though, Jimmy, it's a really good point that they can't just kill off Grogu because the relationship and how the whole show is built around them too, they'd be, uh, they, are, they are in a bit of a sticky situation. Well, that's not to say, obviously, we haven't seen anything of Grogu or the Mandalorian or heard of anything in any of the sequel stuff, which, again, it could be taken two ways at one. Obviously, nothing's been wrote about it or anything like that, or two, the upcoming movie, they could, they could die if they're all coming together, so to speak, or get stranded somewhere. You know, that seems to be the theme at the minute. Um mm. In terms of it being a good or a bad thing, again, like, like you saying, Jim, I don't really care. And Taylor, I don't really care either, if I'm honest. I'm not particularly bothered. I'd love the Mandalorian yeah. to keep going and going and going because I absolutely love the show. Um, we have got a hell load of comments, which is amazing, um, from some of our explorers. Uh, I'll start us off. So Mark Ward, uh, he, meant he thinks the show has moved on and become more like the Mandalorians. He reckons it probably should have stopped after season two and, they've done a new, and should have done a new series starting Bo-Katan. Uh, I thought that was a great comment, Mark. Um, yeah. Jo Overton. Okay, she said, what if it was never Din's story um, also in the first place? Uh, again, that's something I've mentioned numerous times, and I've also mentioned to someone called Luke uh, that we know at Celebration that I thought that Pedro Pascal or the Mandalorian might die, and I still think it might be in uh, his words of his reply to me where he said he doesn't think that will ever happen. Well, it looks like it might. Uh, Ooh, what have you got over there, Taylor? Sorry, Jimmy, go uh, on. Well, no, I just remember Jake Swinburne. I don't see his name on here, but I, when we were at Celebration, he was the one who kind of started that whole conversation about it, not Pedro or Din not being the Mandalorian. Like, he doesn't yeah. think. Yeah. Shout out to Swinney. So, yeah. <laughs> Great shout. What have you got, Taylor, comments-wise? Uh, Jake Crafton said he thought the title always meant the group and not just Din, but believes that Pedro will be in the Mandalorian movie. Um, yeah, if it's a, if it's a film then I feel like Pedro will be like, oh, oh, I have to take my helmet off for some reason or other, even though I've just like redeemed myself. But, you know, it's going to yeah. happen. Um, and we have Adrian Hill who said, sad but true. Then again, how often was it was it his body double anyways? So, exactly. We have our weapons specialist and we have, yeah. um, you know, like they, they do all the cool stuff. So it's like when you see him fighting and hand-to-hand combat stuff that's not even pedro pascal like i mean we all know that but i'm just pointing at the obvious and also like we definitely heard pedro admit that he he's his shoulders are actually too wide to fit in the uh the n1 starfighter when he's wearing the suit so every time he's they're ever filming in the little cockpit of the n1 starfighter it's it's uh brendan wayne I believe, and then I think Latif was a little bit too tall. But don't get mad at me if that's wrong. But I'm pretty sure every time there's an inside the flying and getting in and out of the ship, it's Brendan Wayne. And honestly, those guys who do all the movements and have trained and done all this, they are the true Mandalorians to me. They do. Yeah. They show by doing, you know? Yeah. 
Uh, we have a couple more. Darren <laughs> Briscoe says uh, he left a very long and in-depth uh, <laughs> response, which was really good. But he thinks, um, <laughs> but in summer, he thinks that he won't be involved and just did the voice in season three and wasn't in the armor and thinks it doesn't matter as Brendan Wayne did a fantastic job anyway. So he's kind of saying the same stuff we were doing. Yeah. yeah. Crespin. He likes the fact we have a character that doesn't remove his helmet often and it's cool and badass. I think uh, that's an excellent quote. I mean, think about Darth Vader. Yeah. Right? Takes his helmet yeah. off one time and everyone's like, Whoa! you know, <laughs> um, and then Force Awakens comes on. And I remember my dad was so annoyed that Kylo Ren took his helmet off. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like it just takes all the mystery away from it being straight away. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, it just kind of took away, like we, we know who he is, but I mean, everyone knew it was David Prowse in the suit. It still didn't, you know, taking the helmet off. So yeah, I, I agree yeah. with Anakin there too. I think that, uh, it is cool that people, um, you know, commit to that rule. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome comments. Uh, again, thank you. Absolutely. Everybody again, especially like Jimmy was saying there, Darren, Darren, you absolutely left us an, a huge essay, uh, but thank you anyway. It was great, anyway. though. It was we want huge. those big, long ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Send, send in the comments, uh, and as always, we'll we'll do our best to read as much as it off um, as we can. We're now going to move into the main part of the show, basically called Who's Your Actor? So essentially, there's a number of Star Wars pe- players out there, all, all pay, played sorry, by uh, different um, actors, We'll start off with the Mandalorian straight away. So for me, <laughs> Brendan Wayne is my Mandalorian. He always has been from the off. Just his old yeah. ethos about it. You can tell. For me, I can sort of tell, I think, when he's the man in the armour. He's just got that certain swagger about himself uh, and how he, how he portrays himself uh, that is mm-hmm. cowboy-esque. Hence, probably it's in his, mm-hmm. his, his jeans. Uh, but <laughs> but yeah. for me, the Mandalorian for me uh, is, is Brendan Wayne. What about you, Taylor? I don't want to sound like I'm totally copying you, but I, I definitely agree. Brendan Wayne, uh, I feel like he is the real Mandalorian just because it's not his face. Doesn't mean that all of his hard work doesn't show. And he always gets back to the fans and he's always reaching out and he's doing these little live videos and stuff. And, and he's just a friendly guy. He's such a nice guy. Like I've never met him in person. Uh, I've, chatted with him a little bit on instagram hey brennan yeah. <laughs> um but he's he's even like a coach like a soccer coach and everything right jimmy like you, you guys would get along totally too you guys are very similar i feel <laughs> so yeah it's brennan yeah i think latif and brendan wayne like i don't want to take anything away from latif either though i think yeah those, no. those two probably spent more time in the uniform you know in the suit in the armor um well, he takes his helmet off for the, the brown eyes episode and he takes it off to tug at our heartstrings. But most of the work being done <laughs> is Brendan and Latif. So yeah. I would say a combination of those two. I would love, love, love. I really was hoping, and I remember thinking this, um, that they would give Latif and Brendan their own Mandalorians to be, you know, like let them bring in new characters. That's and, like, an awesome them. idea. Oh, um, that'd be so But good. I think, like I said earlier, I do believe that we've they kind of shot themselves in the foot with having him be an X-Wing pilot in Ahsoka. So maybe yeah. Latif still can do it. Because that'd be cool. You know, he let his hair down and just be stood. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. He has the coolest hair. Uh, Latif is the, like, the weapons specialist, right? 
He's yeah. the one that's like, like super acrobatic and stuff like that. Yeah, they're so crazy. Fun. I've seen some of the tra- like their little training videos and stuff and their rehearsals. It's amazing. It's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So that's how we're basically going uh, forwards from this point onwards. Again, it's nothing against any of the actors. Obviously, some of the actors mm. were, were were in different eras. It's just basically mm. how that actor resonated uh, with us. Uh, we're going to start next with Obi-Wan. Uh, I know mm. Jimmy, the biggest fan probably of us, of us three of Obi-Wan, so we'll start with Jimmy. <laughs> uh, who have you got, Jimmy? Oh, man. Um it's kind of crazy because I mean, we got th- well, we got three movies in a series with Ewan McGregor. We've got a little bit of Alec Guinness over the years, and then mm-hmm. we have a ton of James Arnold yeah. Taylor. And I can't think of the character, the guy who did it for Rebels. I know it wasn't James um, in Rebels, mm-hmm. but um, I would have to say, as far as live action, like Ewan McGregor, you know, yeah. I mean, we've seen him on screen more, I believe, like the transition. To Alec Guinness. Yeah. I mean, I know the whole aging thing on tattooing, whatever, but um, <laughs> I had to say, like, you would probably be my uh, my pick for like Obi Wan, but you know, again, all three different things like that. But um, I don't know. Maybe if we'd have gotten more Alec Guinness. You know, things would have, yeah. you know, because we get them very limited. So I would say Ewan McGregor for me. Cool. What about you, Taylor? Um, yeah, it's going to be Ewan McGregor for me. He, I, I've grown up having like a mega crush on him. <laughs> so like everybody who's ever worked with me knew that I always had like pictures of Ewan like around Christmas and it was like, don't forget what Christmas is about. It's like Ewan McGregor is Obi-Wan, you know, <laughs> so good. Um, and Ewan just loves that character so much. Yeah. Like he is so committed to him. He... Um, I've seen all like the behind the scenes where he gets to do all the training and pick his own lightsaber back in the day. And like everyone's seeing yeah. where they're like standing there shaving his hair when he's like young. And and like now he pushed so hard for the Kenobi uh, live action TV show. He like co-directed it and co-wrote it and everything. And he's still pushing for season two. Um, so I just, he, he's emotional. He, he, Everything about you and screams Obi Wan to me. To be honest, yeah, if, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Go on, Jimmy. Jack. Oh, okay. now you go first. I'll say something about James afterwards. So yeah, I'm I'm on the same wavelength with everyone else. You McGregor for me, but that's again purely because I've grown up with obviously the Phantom Menace and that, and seeing yeah. Alec, Alec McGinnis is absolutely quality. He just he makes yeah, Obi Wan sure. to begin with 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 the mystique uh, of the character yeah, and yeah. that. You know, he gets you yeah. interested straight away, doesn't he? But just oh, for me, you and McGregor's put so much into the character that he has made it his own, and yeah. So for me, it was you and McGregor. What are you going to say, Jimmy? Mm-hmm. I Another just um, if you ever get a chance, there's a podcast called Four Center Podcast, and they have this episode where James Arnold Taylor comes on, and he is oh. delightful to listen to. Um, yeah. Oh man. And I've listened to that one. He's actually trying to. At one point, he was trying to get like a one man play of Obi Wan Kenobi, but like yeah. Lucasfilm was kind of squashing that. Um, so I, mean, I, I know him, Actually, he's, I he's at everything Star Wars. Like if he can be there for autographs and for uh, signing, I have his autograph and I have a photo with him. Um, I have, and then of course I've did the same thing with Ewan McGregor. Obviously I can't get Alex, but um, yeah. So yeah, he's a super nice guy. I'm sure Alec Guinness was as well. I mean, he sounded like a class act and stuff that Mark yeah. says about him. 
Yeah. But he like yeah. helped out um he like helped out Anthony Daniels when they were first starting to film um and yeah, hope was, and like he, he was, like helped pay off. for him. Yeah, he was like, "Did you get some money to get yourself to the hotel?" Yeah. And Anthony Daniels was like, "No." And he's like, "Oh, well, here you go." And he like gave him some like spending money to get to the like hotel and stuff and they shared a yeah. cab and Apparently, him and his wife, him and his wife, were just so nice. Stay Anthony Daniels. Yeah, so. one of them Jeremy Lost people. The other guy that yeah. uh, Jimmy was talking about, the Obi Wan, the Obi Wan in uh, Rebels, was Stephen Stanton as well. He's oh, the yeah. guy that uh, that voiced him. Yeah, okay. the good memory next, there. The next <laughs> character um, that we're going to bring up is one of my favourites is Darth Maul. I'll start us off straight away with this, and for me, it's Ray Park. I've met Ray Park. That <gasps> guy's an absolute gentleman. Uh, but he's extraordinarily talented with all his mixed martial arts that he does. Um, he, he took the time to have a good chat with me as well. Um, but again, you give him a lightsaber when he signs an autograph, he'll start spinning the boy's head and doing backflips and all sort of craziness with you. Uh, oh. He is insane. So for me, Ray Park is my Darth Maul. I know Sam Witwer was excellent with uh, all the voicing as well. Big fan of Sam. Uh, but for me, for me, my Darth Maul is Ray Park. What about you, Taylor? Um... I'm gonna go ahead and say Sam Witwer. I just, I just think I know. I mean, I know Ray Park put so much effort into the character and training and everything like that, but it wasn't his voice. And like, I don't know. I can just always hear Darth Maul talking, and from like the Clone Wars, and 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 I just, I see Sam Witwer, like his voice and like Kenobi, like he. Yeah. Yeah, he's just got, he's so good at making that character come to life and giving him so much emotion and just like the way he talks and rebels and just so good. So, yeah, a little bit different, but. What about you, Jimmy? Who have yeah. you got for um, Darth Maul? I say we've spent more time with Sam Witwer as far as yeah. him being, you know, voicing uh, the, the character. You know, Ray Park, we've got him in what, Phantom Menace, and then we got him. Uh, yeah, was his body double the one they used for the the Sola. animated stuff for season seven? I know they has had him in season in uh, Solo, and then they but then yes. he got himself in trouble, so I don't want to get into all that. But uh, I wasn't sure if Disney brought him back for that. Um, can remember how they did the for season seven of Clone Wars? They recorded those two fighting, and then they put the characters over top of it. But I would have to say, uh, and having met Sam twice now. And uh, he's super nice. Um, I'm sure Ray is too. I've seen stuff with Ray. Like he's always out there swinging out lightsabers and flipping around like a crazy man. Yeah. I would love to meet him. Brilliant. I would love to meet him. But oh, yeah, man. I would have to say Sam just because I spent more time with him as uh, Darth Maul. But yeah. and Ray did a great job bringing that. This is like Alec Guinness, like bringing that character to life. We don't have him without him. So no, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Give it a hat to Ray Park. So. Yes, <laughs> and obviously it's worth shouting out. We had um, three more actors that played uh, Darth Maul as well, or uh, did some voicing. Two of them were the for, for, were Lego. I've not really counted them in it, to be honest. The Lego stuff, but the other guy yeah. was Peter, Peter. Oh God, Sarah, Sarah Finn. Oh God, I'm going to butcher this. Sarah Finn Watsky or something like that. Basically, he was the <laughs> he was the guy that that said the lines uh, in in Phantom Menace. Oh, um, yeah. Like so he. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Next, then, we're going to start with Taylor, and I'll give you the hardest one, I think, probably of the list I've got, is <sighs> Darth Vader. Now, Darth Vader was voiced, played by so many people. Hayden so Christensen, James Earl Jones, David Prowse, Matt Lander, Spencer Wilding, Matt Lucas, Sebastian Shaw. There's so many, uh, but we've kept <laughs> it 
um, to, to just to a couple. Um, I'm pretty sure I know what Taylor or who Taylor's going to go with. But anyway, take it you away. You don't, actually. Oh, okay. So when I think Darth Vader, I think David Prowse. Yes. So, yes, because I just, there's so many of these great old photos of David Prowse and like him holding the helmet, just big smile on his face. The guy loved kids, even though he's like yeah. cast as this evil character. Like he was like the the road safety guy that was like, "Look both ways before you cross the road." Like before yeah. he was even Darth Vader, and just his presence and like his 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 like he's just so tall. And he was uh, was he a, a wrestler or was it a boxer? Before? Uh, he was a bo- uh, kid boxer. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, kid boxer. I think. So oh, bodybuilder. Yes. Bodybuilder. Bodybuilding. The, the, yeah. the kickboxer was Spencer Wilding. Right. Okay. So he's just, I don't know. He's, I just think of like Darth Vader and I think of David Prowse. Yeah. But then I, yeah. and it's really, I, it, I'm finding it really hard to picture Hayden Christensen underneath the Darth Vader helmet. Like, yeah. yes, we are getting that in Kenobi and they're slowly morphing over and we're starting to see more Hayden like in the Ahsoka show and like the yellow eyes and getting angry and his angry personality and stuff. And then he calms back down and becomes Anakin again. But when I see a big picture of tall Darth Vader, original Darth Vader, I think of David Prowse. Yeah. But Anakin Skywalker's absolutely got to be hating Christensen. Like, oh, I just, I don't know. I I can't. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Uh, What about you? Um, God, I forgot your name then. (laughs) Jimmy. Whoever the hell you are. Hi, I'm Jimmy. Um, (laughs) I'm going to cheat, you guys. I'm cheating. I'm going to split this character up from Anakin and Darth Vader because I don't think that... Because Matt Lant, you know... He, those two, Hayden and Matt, they are Anakin, right? Yeah, and I would have yeah. a tough time uh, deciphering between those two. I mean, I because I mean, I think that Hayden got done dirty a little bit because he didn't have the best writing in this, you know, in the prequels. His but dialogue's back, a bit iffy. Yeah, and that's not his <laughs> fault. I mean, that's no. You know, yeah. no one told George no. Like, hey, George, this is real bad. Um, but you know, and then Matt's character, you know, through seven seasons of. Um, the Clone Wars filled in those gaps, made you appreciate the fall of Anakin. I mean, yeah. I will go with um, Hayden Christensen just because he came back. He seemed so enthusiastic. Oh, he's um, so I'm great. Not going to blame him for no one standing up to George Lucas when it came to uh, <laughs> writing love lines and all that stuff. And then Darth Vader. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. I've seen the, uh, you guys seen that I Am Your Father? Yeah, yeah. Uh, documentary that made me kind of fall in love with the guy. Felt mm-hmm. like he got a bad rap. I remember seeing that and then trying to get a let David Prowse back to celebration movement going, and it obviously yeah. it didn't happen. I thought they could have maybe buried the hatchet, um, but I no. will say that the voice James Earl Jones. You know, you've seen the uh, behind the scenes where they have like David Prowse voicing yeah. Vader. Yeah, you know. And that would not have done it. Vader would not have been scary at all. So no. I'm going to give this one to James, James Earl Jones nice. as far as being uh, Vader. Because, I mean, without James, Vader, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he might be tall and scary, but there's no Vader. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know that David Prowse didn't even know that they were going to voice over him? He didn't even know. And then, Crazy. And 
And so he was watching yeah. it in the theater. He's like, hmm? <laughs> yeah, there was some beef behind the scenes after Empire. That, um, that gets, you should listen to that. If you get that documentary, it's really worth watching. Um, they yeah. did black out the remake of the end of Return of the Jedi. But it's really worth watching. It'll make you kind of see David from David Prowse's point of view as well. Yeah. Jack, did, yeah. Yeah, so with me, mine's a bit different as well. So mine is David Prowse, but it's also someone else. It's splitting off. And it's the exact same reasons as why it's David Prowse. So I've got David Prowse and I've got Spencer Wilden. And I've met them both. And again, especially Spencer Wilden, absolutely amazing people to talk to. Um, David Prowse, in terms of just being a great person, chatting to him, you know, I thought his acting in a suit was brilliant. But Spencer Wilden, man. That guy is an actual beast in real life. He towered over <laughs> me, former kickboxing champion, heart of an absolute angel. My daughter, when I took her, she wouldn't even look at him because she was petrified. You oh, know? I remember he, you he, telling me that. Yeah, but he, he did his best to like call her down. And I do sort of drop him a message every now and then on Facebook because, again, he replies to fans all the time. I think he's currently out in the States at the minute training. Um, so big, And I know he does actually listen uh, every now and again. So if he is listening, hello there, Spencer. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. When he come on the scene in Rogue One and started dicing people up with the movements he was doing and how he was doing it, I was like, that is Vader at his peak, oh. you know? And he was tearing yes. people up. So for oh. me, it's, it's Spencer Wilder followed closely by, by David Price. But again, I agree with, with what Jimmy was saying there with the voice of James, James Earl Jones. Um, such an such a iconic voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard to... It's hard to- separate you know even with the mandalorian yeah. i know we kind of felt like maybe we were bashing on pedro a little bit but his voice is the man though he's got a great voice for yeah it. you know it just yeah it all kind of has to be there it all has to come together especially when you're wearing a mask and yeah you know doing that acting so 100 percent. okay happy days the next one we're going to move on to that is han solo cool yes yeah, so han solo uh i'm gonna it's, these this is gonna be pretty quick harrison ford <laughs> All day long. I don't think anyone else is going to change anything different with that, are we, really? Uh, but what I will say is, Alden, um, I can't even pronounce the name, so Jimmy, you can pronounce it in a minute because I know you're a fan of him. I think he did a fantastic job in Solo, and I would more than happy have a Solo too. What do you think, Jimmy? Yeah, I would agree. I mean, Harrison Ford will always be um, Han Solo to me. Um, yeah. But, I, I mean, obviously, I mean, people who listen know that Solo is my favorite Star Wars movie for whatever reason. Um, and I thought Alden Ehrenreich did an awesome, awesome job. Yeah. Being Han, I would love to see more of him in the shows. Uh, you know, I think there's a lot there. I, I guess I just don't understand Hollywood sometimes. So, yeah. Um, and, but yeah, I would go with Harrison Ford. Taylor, anything different? Nope. It's going to be Harrison Ford for me because he pretty much created that character as much as, yeah, right. As much as George Lucas wrote, like, Han Solo, it was Harrison Ford's attitude and like snootiness and like impatience of having to read the same script over and over again to try and find the Luke character that it was like, you know what? You are that like a hole pilot that runs spice across the galaxy. Perfect. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, Harrison Ford. Cool. Happy day. So, next up, then, trusty sidekick for Harrison Ford, Chewbacca. Obviously, there's two main people. Uh, that did chew, uh, that did Chewy. Uh, we'll start with you then, Taylor. Who's your Chewbacca? Uh, I want to say Peter Mayhew because he's just the original Chewbacca. 
but like, um, is it, how do you pronounce it? Jonas. 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 He is absolutely a Star Wars fan. He loves this new role of Chewbacca. Um, I think he has a bit more like mobility. Like, I don't want to say, see, like, I don't want to say in a bad way, like Peter Mayhew might have not had like the most mobility, uh, as you know, but I think that Jonas is bringing this new, um, energy that we need to the Chewbacca character. And I believe he was, was he also Chrysanthemum or was that a completely different guy? No, that was totally a different different guy. guy. Yeah. Different yeah, yeah. you're right. Totally different. And you can actually tell by how their movements too, that they're just different. So I'm going to say <sighs> Jonas, because I have a lot of faith in him for the future. And I really liked him in all of the, uh, cool. The yeah. new ones. Yeah. No, yeah. it makes sense for me. And Peter he doesn't Mayhew. have like painted eyes too. Like so it's just a little bit better. <laughs> for me, Peter Mayhew. And again, the reason for the painted eyes is so it, it looks better in the mask. We do it all the, I say we, UK duty lads do it all the time. Uh, yeah. They look amazing. But yeah, for me, Peter Mayhew is, is absolutely the god of Chewbacca. I do like Jonas. I managed to meet him at Celebration. However, mm-hmm. however, I think he's a bit too enthusiastic with what I've seen in, in the sequels for me. Um, especially judging how old Chewbacca is at this stage. But yeah. I think Jonas will absolutely knock it out of the park for the, the new Wookiee that he's portraying in The Acolytes. Uh, yeah. I hope furry, it's furry. Is it, oh my is god, it? I hope it's furry. <gasps> Johnny Johnny start, Johnny O believes it is, and I'm gonna I believe in Johnny O. So. Well you look at the artwork that they released for the Horror Public Phase Three things, it does look it does pretty look similar how you said it. Yeah. So you heard it it's here gotta, first. It's gotta be him, because like think of how old Vernestra mm, we'll is gonna see. be and how she looks. Yeah. What about you, ah. Jimmy? What you, who's your Chewbacca? <laughs> Man, I've got a sad story about this. So oh. Chicago celebration was at 2017. Is that 18? I don't remember. Um, I was supposed to meet Peter Mayhew to get an autograph or a photo. I can't <gasps> remember which one. And the word that got out that he wasn't. And it was weird because I was look, I was looking over. And I was like, I'm just going to run over there and try to get in there now. And I didn't. And he got, he canceled the rest of the show. And I'm like, that's the last chance I'm ever going to get to meet Peter Mayhew. And then he he unfortunately passed, passed a little away. bit later, yeah. um, right after oh. celebration. And I was just like. Something that always like kind of bumps, you know, bums me out a little bit that I never got the chance because, uh, and I got to meet Jonas at that celebration, and he is super enthusiastic, super enthusiastic, nice. Yeah. He signed my, he got I got a Funko signed by him, um, and I think he's part of the reason I love Solo so much because it's finally got. I mean, I do think because Peter had like health issues and things. I think yeah, he was just so tall that they put him in that suit. It's Spanish, um, Jonas yeah. is like a basket, an NBA or, you know, he played for the <laughs> national team, I think. So he's real athletic and he brought Chewbacca for me to life. Like, yeah. Ripping. I mean, I want to always want to see ripping people's arms out of their sockets. Yeah, that guy could I mean, do he it. Slams, <laughs> he slams that guy and all those kinds of things. So, I mean, it is a toss up for me, but I do think that, um, you know, like, again, like I'm going to say this again, it sounds like a cop out, but I think that Peter brings the character to life. But I think yeah. Jonas has brought uh, another level of like athleticism. The stuff yeah. that you could do with Chewy, you wouldn't have been able to do any of that stuff with, um, you know, nothing, nothing against him. But you wouldn't have been able to uh, do yeah. those kinds of things. So I'm going to go with Jonas, um, even though Peter Mayhew seems like an absolute saint. He was an awesome ambassador for Star Wars. From everything I hear, um, you know, rest in peace. But I, I'm going to go with yeah. Jonas. I think. 
Yeah, nice. Brings on to the next one then, uh, Lando. I'll start us off. Uh, quite controversial for me, but I think Donald Glover. And it's the same reasons Ooh. what uh, Jimmy just said, literally, for Solo. I absolutely loved him in Solo. I hated yeah. him in Empire Strikes Back because he betrayed everyone. And then <laughs> that was literally the reason because I was so young, I hated him. Uh, and then Return of the Jedi is like, I wouldn't let him back in my gang, so to speak. Uh, and then the next time really I saw him after that was the sequels. But for me, Donald Glover was absolutely quality in Solo. It's another reason why I love the Solo films. Um, yeah, I thought it was absolutely amazing, Donald Glover. So again, quite controversial. But for me, uh, I'm going to go for Donald Glover. I'm going to come straight back to you, Jimmy. What do you think? I want a I want that TV show or movie to be Billy D. Williams narrating, and then Donald Glover going through and doing oh. everything he's talking about. Yeah, that oh, would be. That's what I thought. So the sh- I was hoping the show what it's going to be, but I, oh man, I think I don't know once if you could you get do the it movie anymore. with Glover, um, then maybe I'll switch my answer. But I'm going to go Billy D. Williams. Yeah. I will say that I was super impressed with him in the Force, not the Force Awakens, the Rise of Skywalker, because I got to meet him. Also, at Chicago, for some of the same reasons, I met, <laughs> I went and met him because I was worried about his age. And um, yeah, he was nice. He was definitely um, not doing well from yeah. my interaction with him with the photo. It's, yeah, um, and that was but, years uh, ago too, right? Well, that's the thing too. That's why whenever they had him speaking so much in the uh, in the rise His of Skywalker, I was blown away. Oh. I was like, "Whoa!" Like, like, wow! I, he, that was a lot, you know. Like, yeah, we're uh, in great I, shape. Was he? Better, last year, uh, no, shoot. it was a better performance than I, I thought we we're going to get. So, I will yeah. say, Billy yeah. D. Williams. That could change after was it the movie that we're getting? I think. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, who knows? Who knows? But yeah, I'll go Billy D. Yeah. What about you, Taylor? I'm going to go Billy D. Williams as well, just because this, when I think of Lando, I, I honestly just think of Billy D. Williams. And I don't even think of like young, um, like I don't even think of the, him being like young in the originals. I'm thinking of him now. <clears throat> He's even like wrote his book. Um, Look, what, is it called Look What We Have Here? I think it's what the yeah. book is called. Um, I mean, I remember seeing him at Celebrate, well, seeing him on TV at Celebration because you guys were there and I was up at 4.30 in the morning over here in Canada. (laughs) And I don't even think, I wasn't sure that Billy was going to make it through that panel that he was on. Like, he, I don't know if he forgot to take like his meds or something, but he was just like out of it. Well, that's what. And like the other actors are like trying to help him and stuff, but it's like, I, I don't know. I love him for just his character, his like personality, what he brought to the table. Um, yeah. And he's still trying, even with his health issues and stuff. Yeah. So honestly, I remember sitting with Matilda. Um, we were FaceTime. We were FaceTiming, and we were watching uh, Celebration Live. And I was talking to Matilda, and we were just like, "This is the last time we're going to see him live." Like, but I don't know how he's doing now. So. But yeah, I, I love Donald Glover. He's super funny and he tried really hard to get that suave, you know, casual sitting. Like, it's good. But when I think of Lando, I think of uh, Billy D. Williams for sure. Cool. Happy days. So, uh, next one we'll move on to. Uh, it's going to be the last one uh, is clones. Okay. So, again, well, there's a number of. There's a number of clones, I was going to say. There's a number of people that, uh, that do the clone stuff. <laughs> 200 um, units. A million yeah. more on the way. <laughs> We've got uh, D. Bradley uh, Baker or Tem uh, Tamora Morrison. 
Um, Jimmy, do you want to start us off with this one, dude? Yeah, this was a tough one because I know I saw your list and I added this one because I was thinking about it. Um, <laughs> I am going to say D. Bradley Baker because he brought clones to life. He did way more yeah. time with him. You know, we have him as the Bad Batch crew. We have him at every single different um, clone in the Clone Wars. They're all the same, but they're different somehow, which is amazing. And I know he's won awards for his voice acting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I would like to see if Tim Morris has like the the range as an actor to play a Cody and then turn right around and play a Rex, um, which is disappointing that we haven't got to see him yeah. be a clone trooper yet. I think it's a wasted. I mean, I don't know how that would have fit in yeah. uh, Ahsoka. Well, I'm glad they didn't force it in there, but I would like to see uh, more than just him sitting on the ground asking Kenobi for change. But I want to go <laughs> D. Bradley Baker. Taylor. Yeah. I, I'm going to go with D. Bradley Baker as well because he he just, he brings, you're right, he's, he bl- brings the clones to life, gives them all personalities, makes us fall in love with them. Um, and honestly, as soon as I see a clone helmet, it doesn't even matter if it's like phase one, phase two. I just think of the animated clones underneath and like D. Ba- uh, D. Baker's voice is just the clone voice. It's not even Tim Ware's voice that I think of as in clones. Like, it's yeah, the yeah. it's the animated one, and when I think Tim Wera, I instantly think Boba Fett, and I know <laughs> I know Boba Fett is also a clone, but like I think that their personality and their life experience is who what makes a person who they are, just because of their genetics and like whatever. But they're so, they're so different, even though they're so similar. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I, I agree with both of your points straight away there. Mark clone would be D. Bradley Baker, again, just because of how talented he is, and he yeah. is the voices, especially the stuff he does in Bad Batch as well. It's absolutely incredible. Um, and then Tamora Morrison. I wouldn't say he's my Boba Fett, because that's Jeremy Bullock. Again, that's a guy that I've met. Mm. Absolutely gentle of a bloke. Oh, uh, man, but he, we could have done that one. <laughs> yeah, uh, but Tamora <laughs> Morrison is definitely um, going to be my Django Fett. So we'll give him that one oh, at least. yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. With, with hair. With hair. <laughs> yeah. What are you gonna say, Jimmy? Well, I think like I, I would say the same thing. Like Jeremy Bullock creates the character. Yeah. I mean, what I mean, how much time did Boba Fett have in Empire and in Return of the Jedi? Like, I mean, like seconds. None? It seems like you know, like <laughs> maybe a minute or two. So. No. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you're you're right, but that's. But again, that's the credit of, of, of the costume department and, and the acting as well. That, Like oh, you said, yeah, for sure. a couple of minutes and the impact that he had was phenomenal. Oh, it's crazy. Crazy. So, but that pretty much um, wraps up this week's uh, show. Again, we could have done this all evening <laughs> and day, morning, night, wherever you are. Um, if you've got anything that you don't agree with or agree with or you want to put your own thoughts and comments again, please get on Explore the Force on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Fred's. Uh, any other platforms that we've got anything like that or feel free to email in yeah YouTube as well Uh, feel free to email in exploretheforce at gmail um, dot com Uh, as always please please keep your comments coming in we will read as many off as we can and look forward to next week where we're going to start chucking some stuff out about certain bounty hunters so Mm -hmm. as always we'll close the show with Taylor for light and life from myself, your focus determines your reality. Mm. Is that your tattoo? <laughs> 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 <laughs>
<laughs> and we have spoken. Have a good one, everybody. Yeah, look at that smile on Jimmy's face. Steelers <laughs> <laughs> didn't play today. <laughs> they did. They didn't. <laughs>